Welcome, everyone, to the very special episode of the Quick Thoughts with Adam podcast. This is going to be a bit different because today, Hackett and I are doing a live commentary on episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I want to let you know that we're going to be watching this live. So if you would like to watch along with us, you can start the movie. We'll count down for you. and You can start the movie and we'll just be talking throughout the entire duration of the movie. Um, just basically doing quotes or whatever, talking about what we love, talking about stuff that bugs us. Um, not that anything bugs us. I mean, right, Hackett? I don't, I don't think anything. Of course not. This movie is perfect. This movie is absolutely amazing and a culmination of the prequel trilogy for this podcast. Now, if you would not like to watch the movie along with us, uh, next week we will be having a uh, review of this movie uh, close to the form of Phantom Menace review and the Attack of the Clones review coming out next week. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, then it's probably already out. But um, if not, we will be doing a review. Um, so you might not want to follow along with us as we do this. It's going to be so much fun. I'm very excited. Disney Plus has this very cool feature called Group Watch. And so that's what Hackett and I are using to do this to make sure we have it just perfectly in sync. And uh, all right, Hackett, you ready to start? Absolutely. I've been waiting for this for a long time, dude. All right, let's count it down. Three, two, one, begin. beautiful the classic 20th century fox and is that is the 20th century fox thing on the sequel movies so yeah i do think that um i think john williams wrote it but the lucas film is an add-on because for like some 20th century fox movies you'll have just the first part and then the yeah da, 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 gets added on yeah uh-huh. yeah Oh my gosh. Go. Just watching the letters come on the screen for the first time every time, it's just, it's a religious experience. It is. Episode three Revenge of the Sith. Could you imagine, like, seeing, I don't know, comparatively, the quality of the first two prequel movies, going to this one expecting, like, what you got in those first two, and then actually seeing this movie? Could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, I would be pleasantly surprised just because this one is like unarguably a step up from the quality of the other two. For sure. So I think you people should be happy with this one. But then again, I don't think many people were for some reason. And I don't really understand it. Like, I don't either. There are arguments that Anakin's turn to the dark side are like, it's too quick or whatever. But I I just don't agree. I think that it's perfectly fleshed out. I think so too. And especially if you get into like expanded lore, stuff like that. Right. When we get, when we get to those scenes as they arise, there are some things I want to point out just with kind of the logic behind them. Yep. And just as a recap um, from the Clone Wars episode we did right before this, Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi-Wan were just debriefed about the battle over Coruscant. So Anakin and Ahsoka just said goodbye for the last time. Yeah. Until Rebels, at least. And here they come. Our two favorite protagonists ever. 
this this scene is super cool. I really like how the tone changes in this movie. I think that's what I really like about all the Star Wars. Like, the Star Wars content that I really like kind of has a big tone shift from the beginning to the end. Right. And this just starts off very, like, heroic and just, like, so large scale. But by the end, it's, like, very personal, yet, like, dark. And But it still has giant repercussions for the entirety of the universe. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's, just, like... Even the CGI coming into this movie is so much better. It is. There are still a few things, and I'll be sure to point them out. After, once you've seen this movie as many times as I have, there will be the most minute details you pick up on that you're like, if I have problems with the movie, that's my problem. Right. But just like these cockpit shots, just through... So like... Because their windows are kind of like the TIE windows, you know, the TIE fighter yeah, windows, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really cool to see. Of course, the vulture droids. Oh, Tamara Morrison. What a guy. He's back. He's back. Also, I wish we'd seen so many more of these ARC or the ARC. Oh, yeah. The ARC. Uh, Arc 170s, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Just where the fun begins. Super cool. <laughs> also, I just love the uh, the attack position look for the Jedi interceptors. Oh, yeah. It's when the like it's wings cool. come out. That guy's just floating through space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the dumb ways to got dumb ways to die character. Yeah. I think this dogfight kind of sequences this isn't the only one we've gotten because we did get the Naboo like battle in Phantom right. Menace but I think this one is just like really cool yeah and as the prequels go the dog we got like we got the Django and Obi-Wan dogfight but we didn't get any oh, large scale battles yeah like, like if if you're going into this and you're like okay so at the end of uh, A New Hope and at the end of Return of the Jedi they've got these huge space battles going on if you go into this movie and like they're starting with a space battle could you imagine like also the lightsaber combat we'll get to that when it when it comes yeah the lightsaber combat for this movie was just so much better compared to anything we'd ever seen before yeah it's it's, it's spectacular that was a good trick that's a good trick <laughs> obi-wan in this movie something else too I agree. Buzz droids. Buzz droids. <laughs> this scene is hilarious because then in the new hope, Obi-Wan's like, I don't remember owning a droid. Exactly. And you're like, excuse me, Obi-Wan. R4? Sad R4 noises. Also, it, this, this is this is not Anakin's best idea. No, it's not. But it, I think it's something he would definitely think of. Just shoot yes. him off. In the characterization of Anakin, it, it's something that he would do. It's not like out of yeah. character, but like, it's just not smart. I don't know why he didn't use the force on him. Yeah, he could really use the force. There are many situations where 
especially in this movie where it's like, oh, your problem could just be solved by using the force. Because I think in Clone Wars, somebody's ship gets covered in buzz droids in the Ahsoka like accusation arc. Right. And they just use the force and get rid of all of them. Yeah. But and by the way, this level in the Lego game is just, it's something else. It's so much fun. Like if I ever needed studs to like buy a character, I would just come and play the pod racing scene or the pod racing level. And then this one, because they just got you the most coins. Yeah. And you could get like eight out of 10 mini kits on the first try. Exactly. Well, cause like they're super obvious and because it's like along a course and like, yeah, it's not like you have to figure out where to go. It's really that and the pod race level. Yeah. Are the only two levels where it's really like, you're just kind of going left and right. There's not much to do. Sorry, master. <laughs> My brother and I, I would force him to reenact this part with me. So that I would do like the flip over him in the Lego video game. I would oh, have yeah. him to flip over him. I had to make him say it. Hey, Sam, say. Oh, shout out to Sam. I don't think I've ever talked about him on the podcast before. No, not not with me, at least. <laughs> I love the lightsaber combat. It's so good. Like. The choreographers just came in here and were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, you know. The most badass the they, lightsaber stuff you've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot in here that, like, like they weren't really swinging at anything, I don't think. Just... No, it seems very just, effortless in the best way. Yeah, it's... I mean, I know they didn't... Well, actually, I don't know, but, like, the lightsaber combat in this, like, in the Star Wars universe, it's all explained with, like, different forms of it. But just mm -hmm. the way it works out in this movie... <clears throat> excuse me it like actually makes sense kind of right <laughs> general, general grievous, grievous. and this was the first time he had shown up in a movie he had been in the 2003 clone wars but i don't right. know how many people actually watched that exactly and he's he's like my second favorite character in the prequels it's Anakin and then him. I, th I think he's super cool. He's so cool. And like, he's not all aesthetic like Darth Maul was until the Clone Wars happened. Yeah. <laughs> he like actually had a plot. Exactly. Something about watching all these droids' heads get cut off while they're screaming is just so satisfying. That's funny. Have you seen the like extended version of that scene? I've not. Obi-Wan Obi -Wan looks at Anakin and he's like, Roger, Roger. Oh no. <laughs> it's probably smart that they cut that. There are a lot of scenes in this that are like comedic that they cut, which I guess is good when you're trying to save the entire trilogy from angry fans, but I think people like you and me would have found them hilarious. Right. And like even the stuff that's unintentionally funny. I'm sure I'm pretty sure hello there is supposed to be funny. And it is completely yeah, that's the it best. Is. But also, like, I think the iconic lightsaber designs came from this movie. Like, when you say Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber, I'm talking about the one you see in this movie. Yeah, this is the one you think of. And Anakin's kind of lightsaber? Like, like yeah, no, I mean, 
because like in the originals he lost it on Cloud City. Like it wasn't very it wasn't as prominent as it became now that it's been like like such a legacy lightsaber where it's just been passed down from character to character. Like I yeah. think these made it actually like really <laughs> Also, the Super B1 Battle Droids, what do you think about their voices? Oh, I was talking to a friend about this. They're, they're too low. I agree. And they kind of sound like, I don't know, it's too weird, almost. It's like the regular Battle Droid voice, but just like down like an octave or two. Right. Oh, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is just R2-D2 doing what R2 does. Yeah, they're R2-D2. In there, they're in yeah, they're just making fun of him in the elevator. But then he's out here doing this. <laughs> it's so ingenious. Like, where's our R2-D2 hero for Battlefront 2? He was playable in Battlefront 1. He was for the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Star they gave us BB-8. Ah, uh, yes. Also, the background fighting in this scene. Yeah, I mean, the way they keep it going. <laughs> Your swords, please. I would have to make a mess of things. I was about to say that. And at this at this point, fans didn't know how often, like they didn't know the rivalry between Anakin and Dooku. Right, and like that's just fleshed out because of the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting the line like this time we'll do it together. I mean, last time they did fight, they did it together, but like he just got away. Right. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> See, this is just cool. It's just like, yeah. And the lightsabers look so clean. Like. I mean, you can tell that's not Christopher Lee, you know, swinging the lightsaber right. around. But right, right, right. <laughs> I love how Obi-Wan sliced that battle droid. He's just so over it. Like, I'm so much better than these things, and I know it. Sith Some of the Lord green Jar screening in this scene is kind of questionable. I never realized how much that would have actually hurt. Oh, my gosh. He's, like, getting chopped in half by that thing. You have Dooku has no idea. He has no idea what's about to happen. I know, right? <laughs> He's just like it's like that Hagrid meme should not have said that. This is super cool too. The way he just locks Oof. him, just cuts his hands off. Good, good.
here it comes. Do it. <laughs> Dude, that scene is gruesome. Do you see like the you can hit? see both his hands. I know. And his head bounced off to the side. PG thirteen. Lucas knew what he was doing. So how? What a revenge. Imagine if Obi-Wan had been awake for this. I know. What would he have done? I don't think Anakin would have killed him. He would not have. Oh, look at his decapitated body right there. Yeah. They just leave it there. There's like a whole side story about how Grievous found out he was dead. He was like making demands to one of the Republic gunships and He's like, I, I still have Chancellor Palpatine. And he like opened up the security recording and it was the chair was empty and Dooku's dead body was right next to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, satisfying noises right here. The batteries. Yes. Wilhelm scream. Yeah. It just looks like, so cool. Yeah, I like how in the Star Wars universe, you know how it's like whenever you're in a building, everybody's like, if there's a fire, don't use the elevators. In this scene, it's just like, oh, well, your ship is getting blown up. We're going to try to use the elevators. Right. <laughs> the sequence was originally supposed to be like, I want to say two hours long. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? think so because it was revenge of the sith was going to be four hours it should have been i'm all in for that i am too like how did lucas think of doing space battles like you know water battles you know i have no idea I mean, genius, that, that guy's just a genius. Like I guess that is probably how space warfare would be fought, though. Maybe we'll find out sometime this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a, Elon Musk has got to be up to something here. Did I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he just say whack here? He's just like whack. He's maybe he says rap. I, I, I thought he just said rap, but I don't know. <laughs> R2 is comedic as ever. Ray Shields. This the original Wait a minute, we're smarter than this. I feel like Obi Wan's kind of making fun of him in this scene. I think so. 
see. No problem at all. <laughs> Zaps him. Kick. <laughs> That's a lot of B1 battle droids back there, dude. Super battle droids. Sorry. Why am I calling them B1 battle droids? It's okay. I won't go off. Magna Guards, too. What the heck? Yeah. The negotiator. <laughs> that wasn't much of a rescue. Yeah. <laughs> Older. You're shorter than I expected. That scene Dude. is not contradicted in the Clone Wars. I know it's not. He never meets General Grievous. And like, it could make sense, to be honest. If So Grievous only ever met Ahsoka, who was a Padawan to Anakin. So mm-hmm. he might have assumed Anakin was older if they gave him an apprentice. And the way Ahsoka described Grievous to Anakin was probably like, she was probably like, man, he was huge. Right? So I feel like their assessments would have been somewhat accurate. <laughs> Again, the choreography. I mean, these were like this movie, I think you see lightsabers more than any of the other ones. Oh, yeah. And I love Just it. Just the amount of times. It's very engaging. And like the behind the scenes for this movie, the choreography is just so cool to watch. Yeah, it's because, I mean, it's the same as in the movie. Like they don't do anything to it besides add the effects. It's not like it's sped up or slowed down or whatever. Right. Wouldn't it have been funny if he just like Leia from episode eight just returned to the ship? Force flew back. It's terrible. There he is. Time to abandon ship. He's just such a cool character. The character design is like no other. I think. Grievous is the one. It might have been Darth Maul, but I think it was Grievous. They said, actually, do you know, was it Darth Maul or was it Grievous who they said, like, the design team come up with the scariest thing you could imagine, and they had to go with the second scariest thing because the first one was too much? I think that was (laughs) Maul. It must have been Maul. I love the dialogue. It really shows the camaraderie between the two. Like they know what they're doing now. Right. At least we're still flying half a ship. I think we lost something. I feel like the characters in this movie know they have plot armor. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> like they're burning up through the atmosphere trying to crash land half a giant ship on a planet and they're just completely calm. Anakin is main character material. He is. And the music for this too. Like it's very heroic right now. Like they're do- they're doing their job. Right. They landed in like a perfect area too. They're right over a landing strip. Exactly, right? Could have landed anywhere else on the planet. Well, have you noticed the shields are still up? <laughs> Do you remember in the Lego video game, they went out and met Mace Windu and he was just shaking his head? Yes. Yep. I can't wait to see how they do this in a Skywalker saga. I know. Just like rewatching this and thinking about like, because that's coming out soon. That's coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Obi-Wan. Millennium Falcon down there. Except that's definitely not the Falcon. There it is. And you're right, it's not because the, you know. Lando would have had it, but he also would have been probably like really young. Mm-hmm. Do you see how it's droid accessible? That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't really understand this scene besides the, you know, plot of having Padme reveal to Anakin that she's pregnant. I think Obi-Wan just wants to rest. Probably. He's dealing with Anakin. Yeah, he's done with him. Ninth time. <laughs> the ship designs in this are so cool too. Oh, Mace Windu. I hate Mace Windu in this movie. I just dislike him in general. His character is just like it's just like be a jerk to Anakin. Like that seems like the only direction they had. They needed exactly. a character who's a jerk. And they were like, maybe Samuel L. Jackson would have been good to play that. And you get Mace Windu. And this is the first time C3PO got his gold armor in the prequels. Yeah. Yep. He got that in the other Clone Wars show. <laughs> the Across the Stars love theme. Oh my gosh. People should it's 100% just... see this thing. They're not being discreet at all. They're really not. 
that's, I think, something I like about this movie. There are just so many things in it that just kind of, you feel like they shouldn't happen, but you just kind of accept them because it's like, it's Star Wars. Right. Her little jangly earring. And she's got the Leia bones. She does. Oh, man. Like, imagine the fear, but also, like, the insane excitement that he's feeling right now. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't really know how much he'd care. I don't think that he would. I feel like Anakin should have gained enough respect after his actions in the Clone Wars that they should have been like, kind of do whatever you want. I agree. Could you imagine how much would have been stopped? Well, actually, maybe not, because like, I think the council not trusting him did like influence his turn to the dark side for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it at least got him to look more to Palpatine for kind of the mo- positive motivation and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And also the general grievous theme right here. Yeah. It's, it's spectacular. Also, what a cool planet. Yeah. Uta Pau. It's like, it's just like the dinosaur planet. I love how he comes out of here without like the thing touching the ground. He starts walking without it being on the ground. He starts coughing too. Such in a rush. The wheezing. How many times does that line show up in Star Wars? It will be done, my lord. A lot. I'm trying to think. Does it first, I guess it first shows up in Empire, probably. Yeah, probably. Does Darth Vader say that when he's kneeling, talking to the Emperor? I'm pretty sure. I love this scene. It's cool, but it's also like, like people should 100% be able to see that. Yeah, but they don't care. Yeah. I'm just thinking like having the house kind of made of practically glass. That's true. <laughs> At least no assassin uh, worms are coming in through their window true i think they dealt with that problem beautiful 
His hair was fake in this movie. It was, but it looks so real, doesn't it? it? Did. I like, mean, it's it's like they just extended his natural, but they just didn't give him enough time back to throw it out. The acting in this scene, like, they seem genuinely happy. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the acting in episode two, it's not inconsistent with Anakin throughout the rest of the series. Like, it's, that's who he is. He's not a very, his face doesn't really give away what he he's feeling. Like, yeah. he'll say what he's feeling, but, like, he won't really, his face won't give it away. Unless he's in it- pain. His hand in this scene is also really cool. Like the ungloved metal hand. Yes. Because like, like Luke's hand was just like all right, they didn't hand. have the special effects to do that. Well, that's probably one advancement of the technology in the originals compared to the prequels because, you know, of course they would want it to look real. Yeah. So like perhaps that was just an advancement of the technology. You know, in chronological order, not like between the years yeah, that, in between original and prequel trilogy. Yeah. And she's got the little like pendant he gave her in Phantom oh. Menace on too. Oh my goodness. Okay, Anakin's been blatantly honest with her from the beginning. Yeah. He's a very forward person. It's really cool because one of Anakin's like greatest powers was that he could see the future like more clearly than any other Jedi. Yeah, do you think that's a product of Mortis? The stuff that happened on Mortis? Uh, no, because they took that away from him at, in that. And he'd also like seen his mother die in the visions and attacking the you're clones. Right. You're right. I could, I mean, Mortis was like the clearest he saw his future. Also, she is showing very early. Like, yeah, I'd like she's to get already a got a baby timeline. Book. I'd like to get a clear timeline of Revenge of the Sith, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, because if he was <laughs> if he was in the outer rim sieges, and it's been a really long time since he's seen her, either she should be really, really pregnant, like, like very yeah. obviously, or uh, he's been home more recently. I, don't know. I I just like to think that like space pregnancy works different. That's true. It's never really concerned me enough to actually be like. You know, well, I thought like Clone Wars was going to give us kind of that closure and the whole season would take place kind of during the events of Revenge of the Sith. But then it didn't. But like, uh, I don't. Right. And, and in Clone Wars, in the Bad Batch episode, like she does have a baby bump. Yeah. I mean, it, it implies she's pregnant, but she didn't want to tell him until in person. Maybe she was just drinking a lot of Bantha milk. Well, again, um, the Marta's sister arc takes place before the Bad Batch arc. And Anakin was on Coruscant at the beginning of the Marta's arc, leaving Coruscant. Right. Wow. So, if he were in the Outer Rim, he could have been there for like 
five months. Yeah. Because, I mean, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan would have had to track down Anakin and Obi-Wan. So that probably took a decent amount of time. You're right. Yoda's not really helping me. Yeah, I, I'm not too big of a fan of Yoda in this movie, except for when he's fighting Sidious, you know? Yeah. Anakin's got the black robes in this one, too. It's super cool. If you want to summarize this movie, like in a really bad way in one sentence, it's just pretty much two friends have a political disagreement. <laughs> You're not wrong in any way. Anakin's all for big government, and Obi-Wan is just like, nah. It's Federalists and Anti-Federalists. I mean, I, I just don't get... If the Jedi Council's been suspicious of Palpatine the entire time, they should have done more. I agree. But, like, at the same time, it's freaking Jar Jar who gave him emergency powers. Yeah. Ian McDermott does a good job in this movie. He's fantastic. I mean, he's, he's done it in all the movies, but you can really tell he's playing both sides in this one. Also, he was the oldest in this film. Yeah, which is like decently ironic. It is. Of course, he's way older in Rise of Skywalker, but. Yeah. I think he was mostly CGI in Rise of Skywalker. Of course, he was. but we do not grant you the rank of master. I just don't get why. Also, are we going to point out that Anakin had an apprentice when he's not a master? Had, yeah, like, there's like a whole list of things that you could... Obi-Wan for Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So, like, Anakin just definitely killed Count Dooku, saved his master and the Chancellor from dying. And they're really just like, no. But also, like, all the development with, like, just thinking about it, with Ahsoka and the distrust of the Jedi Council after all that happened during yeah. her trial. Like, it's not, it's like, it's righteous anger on Anakin's part. I think so. And especially this isn't really 
this is more in like the books and stuff like that the, the big deal with him wanting to be a master was that he could access the like restricted section of the jedi archives which would have had like not necessarily dark side abilities but like kind of like in doctor strange with that like book of cagliosa or whatever it was called yeah right with the time stuff it's like the hardcore force stuff that anakin thought he could use to save padme from dying or whatever like would have happened to her in his dream and that's why he's so like frustrated with it right also obi-wan is very blind in this movie he is it's it's disappointing he, he just hopes for the best right like later in the movie it's like uh he won't let me down he never has i think that's kind of his mentality The stuff that Jedi do in this movie is like low key illegal. Like I feel like that is treason. It is treason of the highest order. And uh, I guess we'll wait until later when they confirm Palpatine. But Mace Windu had had no case to go and kill this guy. Well, they were trying to arrest him, but well, they're the ones who pulled out the lightsabers first. That is true. And then it was, he's too dangerous to be left alive. This is unarmed and just playing with him. I mean, he did have forced lightning, but he was going off the word of a guy he doesn't trust, which is ironic in and of itself. Right. Also, like, did you know that there was no actual clone armor made for any of these movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is all, this is all CGI. And it looks like, so you can good. Tell, it looks good. You can still tell it's not real, but it's like the physics. Yeah. Also, what prophecy? Like, yeah, when did they, they find the prophecy? This is like. Sure I don't know when the Jedi like got it. I mean, everybody kind of knew about it, but I feel like every sort of like. Everybody has like their own chosen one prophecy. And I I think Mace Windu was salty about Anakin being the chosen one. Oh, for sure. Like he won. That's why I think when he confronts Palpatine, he just tries to kill him because he wanted to kill him before he dies. Right. You're starting to sound like a separatist. I'm not a big fan of Padme in this movie. Uh, She really gets better towards the last 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, this kind of my issue with her just throughout the Clone Wars in this movie. She's very political. I agree. Which I guess is like the point of her character, but 
I kind of liked it when she was on Geonosis, like blasting people. Yeah, I know, right? Or trying to retake her castle. She's also pregnant, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess they couldn't have done much of that, but they still could have tried. I love this. I love this. When you told me that, when, when, I, when I told you that I, I shouldn't have given you that kiss. And that I liked sand. <laughs> or I didn't like sand. It's so sweet. The way Anakin just keeps looking after, like she's already closed her eyes and everything. He's just so alert. Yeah, he's terrified of what's going So happen. sensitive. Also, this Ian McDermott should have gotten an Oscar for this scene. The Oscars will never do that. I know, but they really should. There's George Lucas cameo, by the way, Baron Papanoida. Yeah. Leave us. The lady in the middle, like the bald lady, she mm -hmm. she looks evil. You can tell everybody is with, they're just evil. I know, right? Like You have like the proto royal guards in the background too. Yeah, and the Coleman Trevor looking guy in the back. You see there? Yeah. Leave us. Oh my gosh. So do you know exactly what they're watching here? What is this? I just call it the bubble opera. Okay. I don't, I'm not really sure. I know they've referred to it as the opera scene in like interviews and stuff like that. Right. Right. So they're watching some type of show. He may be evil, but that's like actually facts. Yeah. No, it is facts. The way he manipulates Anakin, it's so evil, but like it's very reasonable that it would happen. I know. Anakin, looks I know. To him. Anakin is the father figure he didn't have. Or Palpatine, Palpatine is the father, father, father yeah. figure to Anakin that he didn't have. Everything in Star Wars is just all, it's a point of view. That's like the biggest kind of. Right. Like has a certain there's objective truth, but it's all subjective. Apparently. Like even in the Mandalorian, they touched on that when um, Bill Burr's character in the 
seventh episode of season two. Mm-hmm. I was talking about if you grew up on Mandalore, you believe one thing. If you grew up on Alderaan, you believe another. Here we go. Know what maybe Disney will talk about in the Acolyte. Hopefully. I hope so. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like just the fact that we know exactly what Anakin needs, exactly what he's looking for. Yeah. And here we are. And Anakin just obviously misses the cues that he Palpatine knows exactly what's going on in Anakin's life. Exactly. So Palpatine is that apprentice, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. In the book, the book, uh, the Plagueis book, Palpatine like got him super drunk one night and then killed him. Like, That's crazy. Not from a Jedi. Just a Kashyyyk. This is actually the uh second time we've seen Kashyyyk in Star Wars at this point if you had seen the Star Wars holiday special you're right oh my gosh looks different but it does look different Kashyyyk in the Star Wars holiday special looked a lot like Endor yeah pretty much it was just like one painting too like to show (laughs) the outside of Chewbacca's house it was just like a painting Mm mm-hmm also, how do they predict COVID that like this is what classes were gonna be like? Just a zoom. Have you seen the YouTube video about whose uh, Jedi Council chair is the comfiest? I've not. I need to watch there's that. A, there's a video on that. I watched like the first five minutes or something. What was the consensus? I don't remember. It was a while ago. This was like the Nothing else to do. <laughs> do you think Anakin could have beat General Grievous? Uh, perhaps. I think that he would have been very hasty. I think Obi Wan was definitely better suited to do it, but I don't know why they didn't send Anakin with him. Yeah, and like, um. Just this Wookiee charge is so cool. Yeah, with the uh, the droid like march playing too. Exactly. Like, and I love the Tarzan call they do when they swing in just a second here. Yeah. This level in the original Battlefront 2 is so hard. I agree. Oh my gosh.
And I don't like this level in um, Lego Star Wars either. See, there's the charging call I was talking about, yeah. Yeah. Boom. And blow you up. <laughs> Yoda casually Yoda barely almost dodged. Is that Cody? Is that Cody? Uh, It could be. They were two to 12th troopers. I don't, I don't really know what Anakin's apologizing for. His master it could asked be a him fake to, apology. His master Loki asked him to commit treason. He's trying to see what, like, well, like, this is the last time they see each other before on Mustafar. It's like, like, they knew this was the end, but they had no idea. How far the end would be. Yeah, like, because they know the Clone Wars are going to end. They know that this is going to be over and they'll just go back to being, you know, protectors of the peace and not warriors. And it's Obi-Wan's in the light and shadow. Yeah. The look down, look up thing has been a thing since A New Hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when Luke, Luke is looking at the binary sunset, when he's looking at his dead aunt and uncle. Also the Venator. Oh my gosh, it's such a sexy ship. We need another Lego one. I know. I just want an entire prequels wave. That's what we need. Also, doesn't this kind of look like Plo Koon's uh, Jedi? It, yeah, they're both blue. The hyperdrive ring. There he goes. Do you, th do you think there's any part of Anakin that he thought Obi-Wan Padme had a thing going on? I wonder, because like, the way that they both showed up together on Mustafar, that might have incorporated it. That might have been a part of it, you know? Yeah. Especially considering Obi-Wan came by today. Like, I think that this is like between the lines. We're reading between the lines here, but I think that it is definitely prevalent. Because it was either always that, or it was like maybe Obi. He thought Obi Wan was going there to talk to her that like Anakin screwing up or whatever. Right. I feel like Anakin feels like he has a very negative self depiction of himself. I agree. Like these are natural things to be feeling, but like because of the Jedi Council, he feels like they're wrong. You know yeah, what I mean? The Jedi Code is like one of those things where it's just like you can you can read it and you can read into it so much that like everything feels wrong. Right. Like you can start to see it. He starts to get more and more serious. And like 
more and more dark. Like, no, I promise you. Like, it's very forceful. And like, he's getting, it's like frantic too. He, he feels more and more helpless until kind of the climax of it when he saves Palpatine from the window. And like, he falls down to his knees and he's like, not crying, but he's like, what have I done? Right. You know, it's kind of it's freaking incredible. out. The sock-headed people. <laughs> yeah. So, wasn't one of these people in the Mos Eisley Cantina in Episode Four? Um, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head, I don't remember. I mean, there's a chance. Their teeth are freaky, though. I know. The way Obi-Wan's hair is moving looks like that it's his breath blowing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Weird bow, but okay, man. That Magna Guard definitely should have gone and said something to Grievous. I know, right? Like, what the heck? What's the point of that if he's not going to go snitch? And they leave before his ship pulls away so he can get out of the ship again and, like, go hide. <laughs> You're right. So, no, but they, they, they definitely saw that. Yeah, I don't... The way the scene is cut makes it a bit ambiguous. And there's Boga the Varactyl. I love Boga. I feel so bad for Boga. When Order 66 happens, it's so upsetting. There's no way she dies. I definitely thought she stayed alive. I'm pretty sure she dies. I'm sorry, man. I think it's debatable. If Obi-Wan lived, I mean, Boga didn't get shot. The rocks got shot. Yeah, you're right. And Boga landed in the water, right? Yeah. So, like, considering it's a giant lizard, she should have lived. It's coming up, man. Here, we're getting there. Here we go. Hello there. <laughs> Grievous does this all the time in the Clone Wars. You're surrounded by droids, and then he decides to one v one you. And as soon as you, as soon as you start to beat him, he's just like sends everybody else to kill him. Exactly. 
I appreciate that Obi-Wan used the force to fix that problem. I know, right? <laughs> He's so prideful. The battle droids in the background like tap each other and they're like, look. This is such a sick shot. Like intimidation think, tactics? Yeah, I don't think sense. this had been shown any other time. And I suppose he's just trying to like overwhelm Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan's form of lightsaber combat is the defensive form, like form three. Right. So he knows what he's doing. All those droids just don't know what to do. Imagine keeping track of, you know, three lightsabers. He manages to do it. His collection is slowly dwindling. I know, right? Oh, yeah, the 212th dropping in. The way you hear them, like, yelling, too, it's really cool. It makes it seem, like, realistic. It's amazing. And, like, with... uh. The Venators and the Republic attack gunships, you know. Yeah, they managed to keep it really quiet. Also, this looks so realistic. Yeah, Grievous, Grievous looks really good. Crush him like a tin can. Do you know if anything about Grievous's practical effects, or was it all? I do not know. Did you see that clone trooper just club a droid in the head yeah. with his gun? There's so much cool stuff in the background. By the way, if you've ever played Revenge of the Sith on the PS2, General Grievous is the hardest boss in the game. I and haven't nothing actually. Can change, nothing can change my mind on that. And this is right before Ahsoka and Mace Windu's citizen talk, right? Yeah. Gross. And it, I mean, Rex was also just, we had just missed Captain Rex, too. Oh, my gosh, you're right. He's like, yeah, General Skywalker was there when I left. What What is the Jedi, like, position in political power in the galaxy? Well, I think a better question is what is Mace Windu's, you know, thing? 
just because like he's basically pure evil. But they do. Psych. Mace Windu doesn't. Nah. Do you think Anakin's manipulative? No. Not really. I guess... What do you mean by like manipulative? Like he's basically he, like he's just trying to get Palpatine to say, "Oh, I'm the Sith Lord. I'm going to tell you how to save your wife," without saying, "Hey, tell me you're the Sith Lord." You know, like yeah, he definitely wants Palpatine's help. He knows Palpatine can help him. Yeah, I think he's just more desperate at this point. He just needs somebody to be like, like he's trying to drop as many hints as he can. That he needs help without saying I need help. Right. What if they brought back Ian McDermott for the Kenobi series and we got to see him and Hayden on screen together again? I would cry. From certain death. What did you say? That line delivery is so good. The way he looks and everything. And the voice totally changed. So how do you think that Hayden's going to be back? Like if he's back as Darth Vader, isn't that James Earl Jones? For the voice, definitely. I don't... I don't know if they're going to... I definitely see helmetless Vader scenes, possible Clone Wars flashbacks, maybe like Force Visions, that type of thing. I don't know who they would get to to do the like actual in the Vader suit. It could be him, I guess. It could be. He's very tall. He did it in this movie. He did. And, yeah, and we hadn't seen Vader since... Return of the Jedi with Krauss. And Krauss is now no longer with us. He died a month ago. Right. So I would definitely see maybe them just saying, do you just want to be Darth Vader? Which I think would be really cool, to be honest. So I guess that would like break the wheel or whatever. What would that accomplish? 
I don't maybe throw Grievous off course, get him to crash or something. So uncivilized. Exactly. Grievous's ship is really cool too. Imagine getting kicked by Grievous. It's insane. The dent he just makes when he punches it too. When he punches yeah. his ship. And when he kicks him. I mean, that happens in a second. Right. This grievous noise. Instant death. Instant death. That's heartburn. <laughs> Get this man some Tums. Dude, the Tums jingle is like something else. Tums, tum, 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 tums, tums, tums. Yeah, I know, right? John Williams for sure wrote it. I feel like we should get sponsored by Tums now for singing their jingle. I or agree. they're going to sue us. Uh, do you see the flesh sizzling? Yeah. PG-13, am I right? He's not, he's not the only character that'll get lit aflame. Uh, you're right. You're very, that's very correct. See, why did Anakin go to Mace Window? And not Yoda. That's a good question. I mean, if I were in Anakin's position, I'd be like, I'm not going to Mace Window about it. Either I'm telling somebody else or I'm telling no one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what would have actually happened if Anakin just didn't tell anybody? The war is over. Or, I mean, are we just supposed to assume that Palpatine was then going to just declare it an empire with no other sort of like plot against him? There might have been a Stealth Order 66. True. I guess he did probably have something prepared just to say that Jedi were turning against him. I mean, at some point or another, the Jedi would have to show up and get him out of there. Exactly. Do you think that also in the Kenobi show, we could see some uh, Force Diad stuff between Vader and Obi-Wan? That's what I was kind of wondering, but I, I don't really know because I just don't know how much that works. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it might screw with some stuff that doesn't need to be messed with. You're right. But that's like, kind of what I thought. Like, I thought they might do something like that. But thinking about it more, I'm like, maybe that wouldn't be such a good idea. I like the little Palpatine, like, force talking to him. Right. Now, what are your thoughts on this scene? This little back and forth between Padme and... I think Anakin is like kind of reaching out through the force to her kind of indirectly and she kind of feels it too. 
not that she's like force sensitive or anything, but he he's really thinking about what he has to do. Yeah. And when I was a kid, this was really boring, but like, I really, this is a very emotional sequence here. Yeah. Like with the droning in the background, you know, you, Like he knows what has to be done. But he doesn't know if he has the strength to do it. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's not funny. The tear. Sorry. The freaking tears. See, like, I'd say that was acted at least halfway decent. At least. brought like the three most incompetent Jedi he could with him. <laughs> I mean, one's a literal fish out of water. You're not wrong. When you I am him, the Senate. Windu just didn't even say why he's going to jail, though. Oh, he knows. That's the thing. <laughs> right through him. They're not even swinging. Dude, in the book, Kid Fisto's death was way worse. Really? What happened? He got, like, decapitated. And, like, Anakin sees his smiling face sitting on Palpatine's desk or some crazy thing like that. What the heck? Okay. This the this happens in the movie you can see palpatine's lightsaber hilt changes to anakin's and that's because originally anakin was supposed to be there when windu showed up and anakin was going to let palpatine use his lightsaber which i think would have been really cool but since they didn't do that it kind of agitates me because like you can see he's using anakin's lightsaber wait when does this happen uh if they show a close-up on his lightsaber may have missed it there all right you're right oh my gosh they do it later <laughs> they do it later in the anakin and obi-wan fight too and both times it just really annoys me but only because i've seen the movie like 500 times is it still anakin's i think so well uh, not anymore anakin run just sassy wall. What is that head, hand thing that makes Windu just did? Did you see that? I think it, it was kind of like a stand back. Like... That comes. Mace Windu is the loudest screamer in Star Wars and his injuries are the least significant of like anybody else's. Honestly.
That is such a good explanation for why Palpatine's so wrinkly. Yeah, he was electrocuted himself a bunch. Do you see like his decaying teeth too because of the electricity? It's so good. Yeah. The makeup design. What the heck? I totally forget if this was like canon or not, but Star Wars Theory did a bunch of videos on it a few years back. But like his actual face was like a mask. It was like a first thing. I think that was Legends, but... Right. That's so terrifying. Yeah. His yellow eyes are just so frightening. He's dead. Yeah, Mace Windu's definitely dead. Uh, they can't bring him back, I don't think. I don't really want him to. Yeah, I don't want him back either. I guess I say that until like he shows up in like 1v1's Boba Fett or something like that. I'm like, whoa, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Palpatine has like 20 different skin eyebrows right now (laughs) on his forehead. Ew, 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 you're right. It's not just wrinkles. It's just like... It's like a species of Dr. Seuss characters. It's so nasty, dude. And his hairline just went all the way back. Yeah, it just receded so far. And this is the point in the plot where just it goes from like lighter sort of just totally takes a turn. Right. Which I mean, they do it in Empire Strikes Back as well. And I think that's kind of and the Mandalorian kind of as a whole season wide or well, two season wide arc does a similar thing. And I think that's what really kind of makes star wars like the really good star wars content kind of just by that tonal shift right also like the sound mixing for palpatine's voice is super good yeah there's like a bunch of different tracks going for him yeah it's it's really interesting that with like the Imperial March in the background. And then Sidious's theme. Have you ever seen any of the um like Shakespeare Star Wars books? Yes. In this one, I don't I haven't read them all the way through, but I managed to get this one for a little while just to look through it. Mm-hmm. And like and at this point in the play, like he's no longer Anakin. He's now Darth Vader, which I think is kind of cool. It is. Yeah, that is really cool.
He's just trying to save his wife. Look at the look at the distress on Anakin's face. But leave Grogu alone. I right? My gosh. I was thinking about it. What if Grogu was just off planet? Like he could have just been somewhere else. Jeez. It's so dark and twisted. It's technically true, though. There will be peace. This scene. Yeah, this is really cool. I really want a Lego Jedi temple. I agree. Architecture style or like... Yeah, like, you know that really big Hogwarts castle they have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just something like that. Like, you should be able to open it up and, like, have tiny rooms inside. Or... I agree. This scene is so cool. Just jumps that- on top of that crap. Was that a, mis- uh, a full auto um, standard issue clone blaster? I think so. Like the DC 15s or whatever yeah, yeah, they're yeah. called. I could not see, like, from the Clone Wars animation to this movie. Commander Cody doesn't look the same. I agree. One of the most upsetting scenes in movie history right here. Why is his lightsaber on? Just to look good. Bogus still alive. Hit the water. Okay. Still alive. Okay. Okay. I only really feel bad for a Plo Koon in this. I I feel bad for all of them. Just because like these are their their comrades. Like this apparently, is apparently apparently though none of the clones like Kiati Mundi. It's very upsetting. Have you seen the original Ala Secura death, like cinematic? Uh, no. At least I think it's her, but it might be Luminara. Somebody gets, I, I think she gets like full autoed and then stepped on by one of the walkers. 
Oh my gosh. The like the um kind of like previs cinematics for this movie are really cool. They like a bit the original Mustafar duel was actually gonna be insane. Like even better than the one we got. Oh my gosh. Is that possible? That's probably possible. They were shooting waves of lava at each other using the force, like lava tsunamis. That's crazy. Who is this? Is that? It's not Adi Gallia, is it? You're right. No, it's Adi Gallia. You're right. Clone Turbo Tank. Holy moly. It's so cool. They're super cool. There he goes again. It will be done, my lord. I like how Sidious thought they could actually kill Yoda. Oh, and you know one really cool thing I found out earlier this week? Grand Admiral Thrawn has a Grease helmet. Like really? mounted on the wall. Yeah. I don't know how he got it, but that's cool. Here we go. Possibly the most meme seen in this movie. Uh, I believe so. I, yeah, no, for sure. Source Bandino. Look at his little paddle on braid. He's crying. Anakin is crying. Dude, all the kids are holding lightsabers. If you pause that scene, they're all holding lightsabers. That would be amazing if they we've got a fight scene between the younglings and Anakin. Kenobi hallway scene, Anakin versus the younglings. Oh my gosh. Like she thinks it's bad, but it's actually way worse than she thinks. I mean, she's just scared of Anakin's hurt. Right, but like, it's so much worse. Yeah. Also, this scene gets me. Yeah, why does Bail Organa show up, though? Like, did Padme call him and ask him to go check it out? Probably. Here comes George Lucas's kid. I know, right? Child prodigy. When you killed four members of the 501st, that's pretty good if you ask me. That's very good. Five. And five. Six. Six. Holy crap. He got one on the way down. <laughs> yes, he did. Nice callback to uh, episode one. Bananas. Sir, nobody could have survived that fall. All these Wookiees are dead. I guess at this point, they're just looking for Yoda, right? Yeah. Binary moons. And there's Chewbacca. I don't know if we mentioned it. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember the Kashyyyk level for... <laughs> Wasn't it like level four? Yeah. That level sucks. Levels four and five of 
Revenge of the Sith or I don't even remember what episode five what? What was level five? Uh the Jedi Temple Ruins. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that one sucks. The Tantive before. Woo! It's the same one, right? Yeah. Because I think so, Captain Antilles right there. Yes, sir. I like how they just accept that answer. Didn't even try to say, yeah, we looked for him, but we couldn't find him. Just nobody could have survived that fall. Oh, do you see Grievous like decaying body? Yeah, he's just there. It's consistent, at least. There's the $80 Lego set. I got that for Christmas. You got it? Oh, my gosh. I got it. I managed to get the Razor Crest a few days ago, too. I got... I, I forgot it was January 1st, like when New Year's happened. But I managed to get the new Mandalorian set with him with the Beskar armor. Oh, nice. And, yeah. And then they got the Razor Crest in like two years ago. I've been looking for that for like two months. It's perfect. Did you get anything good for Christmas? I realized we haven't actually talked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, this scene's kind of not necessarily the most important. So yeah, yeah. I actually got um, a C-3PO action figure. This is, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's from the original 1998 toy line from oh, are you uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. So it's like the, is it the um like uncovered C-3PO? No, it's not. It's the uh, gold-plated C-3PO. Really? Yeah, it's super cool. cool. I'll send you a picture of it later. I'll post it on my quick thoughts of the Adam Instagram page. Nice. Yeah, I got I got a couple action figures too. I got Grogu, Cara Dune, and uh, the Mandalorian. Oh she's man, Cara Dune, pretty cool. She's awesome. I hope that they keep doing more with that character instead of maybe firing her because that's stupid. I agree. And that would really that would really frustrate me. <laughs> and every other teenage Mandalorian fan. Guy, teenage guy that's at a, least. Maybe. That's a whole that's a tangent for another time. Yes. Have you seen the like it's not really a meme, but like uh, the fact that's been floating around that like on Instagram and stuff like that about how C3PO and R2D2 were like talking during this scene, and R2's like, Yeah, Anakin doesn't talk to me anymore. Right, yeah. I have seen so, that. It's very sad. Yeah, right there. That response was definitely to that. Yeah. Like, I think that's in the book. R2-D2 is such a good character, though. I agree. He's like the reason these movies happen. If it weren't for him, the ship would have blown up in episode also, I love the little hanger under here. It's shaped like a Jedi intercept. Oh, yeah. 
No, well, a Jedi Starfighter. Yeah. How does Obi-Wan not want to change out of those robes? I know. He's had the same costume like the entire movie. Partially wet. I'm like, oh, I got to change. This man is wearing full leather and like silk robes. You can like tell they're worn though too, which is kind of a nice detail. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, yeah. Yoda's CGI is really good in this one. It is. It's like barely fuzzy too. Yeah. You know, like in yeah, episode two, he was kind of oh, there it is, Mustafar. Episode two, he was kind of like uh, okay, yeah, that's Yoda, I guess. I do want to talk about that scene really quick, just because when I was little, I'd always get confused because Obi Wan's like, well, Bale explains the situation, and Obi Wan goes, well, then we should go back. And every time as a kid, I think to myself, Obi-Wan, are you an idiot? Like, they'll kill you if you go back. Why are you asking to go back? <laughs> and Mustafar is my favorite Star Wars planet. Yeah, and we still don't have a battlefront map for it. I just think it's so cool. There's like so much history there that they should go into. And like, it was in the Rise of Skywalker, too. And I kind of freaked out. I know. They didn't do anything else. And it like dried up, which I didn't really like. I was like, you know, I guess that's still mystified. I feel like the pacing of this movie is really well done. I agree. Like it's like, there's so not really a dull moment in the movie. So much has happened, and like at the hour mark in the movie, Obi Wan starts fighting General Grievous, and we're like a half hour later, pretty much. Order sixty six right? has happened. Grievous is dead. It's just like they fought the Chancellor. I mean, right. I think that's why I can watch this movie so many times and not get bored because I just forget how fast it feels like it goes. Stay with the ship. Do you buy the whole kind of idea that, you know, R2 stayed with the ship this time but then decided yes. not to? I endorse that idea. I don't really like, I guess I kind of see it, but then again, in like attack of the clones, he also didn't stay with the ship. Uh, I don't get how new gun is still alive at this point. After the Phantom Menace, I feel like he should have been like executed for war crimes or whatever. <laughs> I agree. Because they were going to execute Ahsoka, right? Like, 
execution is a thing in the Star Wars yes, universe. It really is. Pong Krell. Yeah. There's Captain Typho for a little cameo. Yeah. Nothing more. Well, he'll come back later when Padme's on her way to Mustafar. Yeah, he has like one line. Are you all right, my lady? Something like that. Also, right. I think it's like, are you sure you don't want me to come with you? It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cool. You definitely watch this movie a lot more often than I do, that's for sure. Yeah. Anakin could have not killed the younglings. I'm prepared to go into my rant about how this doesn't add up. They say the younglings are dead. But then Yoda says the Padawan was killed by a lightsaber. A Padawan and a youngling are not the same. They're not the same. Who could have done this? Cut to Anakin murdering all the Nemoidians. My life has left me scarred. Do you think you think the Jedi would have killed the Separatists, right? Like, I don't understand what else they would have done with them. I agree. Yeah, I think so. Anakin is technically doing everyone a favor right now. Here goes Poggle the Lesser. Holy crap, did you see that? Yeah. And there's the Luke Skywalker move. Yes. Dude, I love that in The Mandalorian. Whenever we do our Mandalorian episode, like, I was just silent for those, like, 10 minutes. My jaw was dropped. I couldn't make a noise. And I've watched that episode like seven times now. Every time I'm just completely silent. It's just so awe-inspiring that I just can't speak during it. It's incredible. So this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Democracy dies in darkness, but Liberty dies with thunderous applause. And Padme dies with sadness. Oof. (laughs) I feel like there was a meme about that once. She says that and then Bale's like, well, at least it didn't die of sadness. <laughs> there it is. You're right. <laughs> Rip new gun ray. Yeah. Not too sad to see him go, to be honest. Nah, he should have been out a long time ago. It's cool because we see that message in Rebels in the future. I know. And Obi-Wan looks janky, but you know. They all look janky. Anakin looks... Who looks worse in that show? Anakin or Yoda? Yoda. (laughs) Yeah. What if Obi-Wan just said, okay, and then just they just left? (laughs) Obi-Wan couldn't do that. Yeah. He knew, but like he didn't know. Anakin fighting Sindrali. See, this is the stuff we need to see in the Kenobi show. Have you seen that there's concept art that did we talk about this when we did our news episode? There's I wonder Order 66 concept art. Yes. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. It would be amazing. 
And the fact that this is a miniseries makes me like it even more. Like it's not going to be like seasons long. It's one season. Yeah. Except it's going to be very sad to see them go again and probably never come back. But that gives me hope that we know that like, this is it. And yeah, you know, they're going to make it so good. I hope so. I mean, I think I trust Deborah Chow after her couple episodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, I think I have enough faith as long as, like, I don't think, like, studio interference would happen with that. No, I think Star Wars is in a good place with under Dave Filoni and John Favreau's, like, TV kind of stuff. I agree. Oh, she's really showing. She's got a huge belly. Yeah. Wasn't there like an extended version of this scene too? Yeah, there wasn't like a deleted scene of it, but there is an extended version. That's a lie. It's so upsetting. Uh, it was an like, excessive amount of show. She was there for the Sand People massacre. <laughs> it turned her on, too. She was like, ooh, I truly deeply love you, sir. He's become a very great threat. Like, he doesn't actually kill him, technically. Technically. He will do what he must. A fate far worse than death. I agree. But his redemption makes it way better. You're just realizing that. I'm so sorry. That's the title of this piece of the score. It's so good. What is he doing flying this little janky little starship thingy? He's, I think he's just trying to stay under the radar. Oh, you're right. I was going to say, Obi-Wan's Jedi Interceptor pulls up to the club. <laughs> Want to buy some death sticks? Dude, whatever happened to Elon Sleuth back in the... I don't know. <laughs> he was killed in Order 66. He's crying again. Anakin is such a good character. Here's Typho. He doesn't even get a close-up. You wouldn't be able to know that's him if it weren't for choice. And you see Obi-Wan hop up onto the platform. (sighs) 
Okay, can we agree that this is like the best last half hour of any movie ever? Yes. This from an hour forty six minutes onward is my favorite scene of any movie ever. Pretty much everything on Mustafar is just spectacular in this movie. It is treason, then. <laughs> kind of upset that he's not kneeling. That would have been a cool parallel between Empire and this one. Yeah. I saw your ship. What are you doing? It's just so good. I wish we got this in Clone Wars. I know. Like Siege of Mandalore was cool and all, but if you had just given me Revenge of the Sith again in Clone Wars, I would have been happy. <laughs> it would have been amazing. The Cross the Stars love theme. Oh my gosh. I think for the last time. And he like, you see, he comes out with the cloak over his head and then sees who it is and takes it off. Mm -hmm. Lady, you are pregnant. You should not be running like that. She looks less pregnant than she did in the last. I agree. What things? If I ever get bored and I have like a half hour to spare, I just turn this movie on, go to this part in the movie and just watch onwards. It's really good. It's like, I don't know, man. The emotion is so strong. I mean, this is it for the prequels. I know. Well, Rogue One and Solo. And Rebels. She was originally supposed to have like a knife in this scene. She was. Like, and I think Hayden's acting in this scene is like really good. It is like, uh, like he feels accomplished, but he's like. Look, I had to do some bad things, but like, look at all this positive that can come out of it. Right. Q Order 66 music. 
That's a meme. That's a meme too. And and this next line. Liar. You're right, yeah. This is where it gets real. You'll always be that little boy I knew on Naboo. It's so you sad. You've done that yourself. This dialogue is so good. Obi-Wan's like very confrontational for five minutes ago being like, He's like my brother. I cannot kill him. Yeah. Then he strangled his wife with the force. Freedom. Justice and security. New empire. Your new empire. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. The shot of just like Anakin over his shoulder with Obi-Wan in the background. I know. Are you sure? That's an absolute buddy. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love this fight so much. This is my favorite thing of all time. I just want more of this. I want Battle of the Heroes round two in Obi-Wan. I just wish they wouldn't keep cutting to Yoda and Sidious. I know. This is like one of the most boring battles, to be honest, like comparatively. Yeah, no, I mean. I want, I want, I want the whole 30 minutes just dedicated to Anakin and Obi-Wan. The actual choreography for the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight is just perfect. Just because they know each other so well. So they basically know each other's every move. And I mean, they're perfectly balanced with like Obi-Wan has the defensive form and then Anakin has the aggressive form. Right. That's just like It's like it's like a mix between the originals and then the other fights we've seen in the prequels of just the originals were more emotionally driven and then 
you know, the prequels are very like acrobatic and that stuff. But it's like, just like those two mixed together and you for get Battle this, of like, the Heroes, perfect lights. Yeah, I know, right? And the music played in it too. Like that's my ringtone. It's so good. Did this get nominated for best score? Probably. I think like all Star Wars movies have been nominated for something along those lines. No, it was only nominated for best makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, that's kind of insane. It's a good one, though. It didn't win, though, upsettingly. Okay, in this upcoming scene, they flip around the lightsabers. Like, Obi-Wan's holding his, and then he's holding Anakin. Oh, my gosh, you saw that. His again. Uh, again, Anakin's. <laughs> Still Anakin's right in camera. And then, like, it gets kicked out of his hand, but they're both on the same side of the room that you can't figure out which one is actually whose. I like, you can see their reflection in the mirror, or not mirror, uh, the glass in the background. Right. Also, like, because both... Palpatine and Yoda are CGI like crazy. It's got very Clone Wars vibes. Like Yeah. Here we go. This is perfect. Oh my gosh. People call that stupid, but I don't know why. They're looking for an opening. They know each other so well. My gosh. Is that the noise for when you need a droid to open the door? Maybe. Oh, no, it's when you switch characters. That was the sound effect for whenever you switch characters. Oh, yeah. Duel of Fates, you hear it? Yeah. It's cool, but I like it when they go back to Battle of Heroes. Just casually throwing the Senate. <laughs> he is the Senate. What are you talking about? So he's throwing himself. Did they just reuse that shot? There are a number of shots in this that are kind of reused. Why is Palpatine just standing there? Like, he obviously didn't hit Yoda. Ian McDermott's legs would be dead. I don't know why Yoda lost this fight besides it was necessary for the plot. I agree. 
It should have at least lasted longer. I mean, that was kind of brutal, that fall. Yeah, I agree. And I don't like the scene with the nails scratching. Yeah, I do not like that noise at all. I love how his cloak is just hanging there. So, like, it's totally plausible that he died because, you know, Jedi just disappear. Yeah. So it looks like he just got impaled on that thing. Did you hear that? Yeah. Again. The setting for this duel is just so good. And this has been this has been teased since like the very beginning. Lucas always knew that Obi-Wan like tossed Darth Vader into a volcano. Well, yeah, because like that show. Oh! It's just so cool. And I you know, can see they should have got hit by some. I think somebody should have got hit by one. But well, you can see they have like scorch marks on their outfits. You you're right, they do. The cinematography is so good. This cut always frustrates me. Back to Yoda, you mean? Yeah, you go from there to Yoda crawling out of a vent. This is where it's just perfect. No more cuts. I know, right? <laughs> and just like, I remember uh, my friend and I, we used to, he had swings in a big tree in his front yard. And so we would reenact the scene where they're swinging on the ropes. We would That's get awesome. lightsabers and we just reenact it by like, Holding on to one, putting our foot in the swing, and then just going for it. It was so much fun. Also, the way Anakin makes this jump and then doesn't make the other jump. <laughs> You're right. This one is at least 10 times larger than the other one he has to make. 
dude, and that mining droid must just be like, what is going on? Because he, he cannot see above him. He's like, what? He kind of looks like Toto, you know, Cad Bane's droid? Yeah, Just the he eyes, does. I guess. Also, I like how in this fight, Obi-Wan starts off very defensive, but like as it continues, he gets more and more aggressive. He just knows that there's no getting out of this. It's so upsetting. Especially if you've seen like Clone Wars and all that stuff. Oh. Scene's always great, and then he gets the high ground. I know, right? The PS2 alternate ending is better. You'll have to tell me about that in just a second. I want to listen to the scenes. And, like, just the emotion is just so high. And, like, the way – do you see his eyes just turn to yellow right there? Yeah. The pain in Obi-Wan's face. Anakin's still yelling less than Mace Windu was, though. That's true. There he goes to pick it up to give it to Luke. Oh. Insert the line from Attack of the Clones. I'm in agony. <laughs> Man. Oh, what just happened? I don't even think C-3PO knows what's going on. Yeah. So do you think that Obi-Wan thought Anakin was dead? Yeah. 
No, I don't think so because I knew. I think he knew he had to get out of there, otherwise the emperor was going to show up. Right. But I really don't know. I get we'll find out in Kenobi. Do you know in Legends, Darth Maul was there? Really? On Mustafar? Oh my gosh. He showed up and saw Anakin like burnt. He just missed Obi-Wan by like minutes. Yeah, that makes total sense. Prototype Imperial Shuttle. Indeed. Palpatine's clothes should be on fire right now. I know. (laughs) It's okay. He's using the force. I guess I could believe that Star Wars just has flame-retardant clothing. Except for on Anakin. Except Anakin's not naked. Also, he's alive, so... Yeah, I mean, I always just assumed because he was wearing like leather that it like just burned onto him. I don't know if that's how leather works at all, though. Like, I have no scientific data that backs me up that leather will fuse to you. Nylon, however, that stuff's. Ugh. So, are they on Coruscant right now? Yes. Okay. I just don't think I've ever seen it rain on Coruscant. That's what I'm like. No. If you watch Darth Vader's mouth in the scenes when he's screaming, it doesn't move. That's like the second small thing that just kind of irritates me that I wish they had done better, but. So how does Leia remember their mother? I don't really know, to be honest. watch to do the side angle and a scream his mouth just doesn't move I like the juxtaposition here though I do like the juxtaposition I was just about to say like the birth of the twins and then the birth of Darth Vader When do you think he, like, becomes Darth Vader? Like, I know technically it's when Palpatine dubs him Darth Vader, but, like, 
to me, is always Anakin until he catches fire. I agree. Until I hate you is when I think. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. This scene is so awesome, but like so sad. If you're really quiet, you can hear him say, Padme, help me. Oh my gosh, you're right. Oh my gosh. It's just so cool. Like, I imagine people were freaking out in the movie theaters when this happened. I know. That's what that's what this whole trilogy has been leading up to. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Man. Look at his face. He's so just devastated. Oh. That's a fresh outfit. Oh my gosh, could you imagine trying to get the fingerprints off of that helmet before you film this scene? Yeah. Palpatine just does not care. I know it's disgusting. Look, he's kind of smiling. I mean, this is what he wanted. What do you think of that? The no, or yeah, like the, the whole no. sequence? I mean, it makes sense. His wife. I know. Died. I don't. I, I don't. Know. I don't not like it. I. He can't go back on what he's done. I mean, he, he's just put himself in another, like, slave position. He was a literal slave and, like, a slave to the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And now when he thought he could be free, he's back where he started. Right. Obi-Wan does not get a change of clothes. Oh, man. Do you think we could see Yoda and Kenobi? Yes. I think 
I think we're definitely going to see Qui-Gon and Kenobi. Oh, for sure. Right here. Listen, yeah. Okay, is Captain Antilles' relationship to Wedge, is that like, that's his father, right? I thought that they weren't related at all, actually. Which doesn't make sense, but I think that's what it said. This scene is so terror, like, it's just so heavy. It's so emotional. The, the, like, when it pans down to the, uh, the little carving he made her. See Bibble right there? Yes, sir. Right here. Like, it's reflective of many, many paintings of the Virgin Mary. Well, they and they put, like, the pillow in there to make her look pregnant, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. You're right. I don't think that's what actually happens, though. Well, they wouldn't want anybody to know that she had the kids. Yeah. I'm just thinking like real world situation. The mother died while carrying the children. I feel like they do something. Yeah. You can't even see Vader's eyes. He just looks like a skeleton. Alderaan, the, first, the, the only footage we get of Alderaan ever. Am I right? I believe so. Well, besides it getting blown up. Right. But like, I mean, on the planet. Yeah. I think this is the first and only. Leia's theme. it's so sad but it's just so hopeful at the same time I'm just trying to figure out Captain Antilles situation oh Uncle Owen, Aunt Baru, and Obi-Wan do not age well. I know, right? In 17 years? Or 19? 19 years. Yeah. Not good. And Joel Edgerton better be back to play Owen. They should bring back League Lars. Oh my gosh, you're right. Here it is. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, 
that's the same thing happened as it did the other times, but I'm still happy I watched it. I know, right? I I never regret watching that movie. Me neither. I never look back on it like, oh, I had so many other better things to do with my time. I probably did, but I definitely spent the time I wanted to. I spent my time the way I wanted to spend it, you know? Like, yeah. Oh. There's just so much in this movie. But There's it's just so much. Like, I mean, you saw the end of a war, the fall of a hundred year old order, the rise of an empire, all in two hours. The betrayal of an entire galaxy it's just crazy that george lucas managed to do all that in this amount of time it it's incredible and it's so emotional like there are so many i think there are a lot more callbacks to episode one than episode two in this movie yeah like that with the little square i don't think i ever saw padme with that which makes sense because like she it's it's cool that she kept it yeah no she like actually kept it didn't like throw it out immediately after getting it right it's it's i think it wraps up the prequel trilogy perfectly i mean it it got you where you needed to go so i agree when you're looking for a good prequel ending at least it gets you there and just right the final half hour of it are just it's perfect for me the anakin versus obi-wan duel has been and probably always will be my favorite scene in a movie and when we go do our like breakdown of it like the more traditional way right we'll definitely get into this a little more but there's just so much in this movie that works spectacularly well right yeah and um i don't want to get too into it because i know we're gonna have our review coming up but it is just I, I think that it is my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I would have to say that Empire Strikes Back is the best objectively, but subjectively, this movie, in my opinion, is the best. Yeah, I watch this one way more than I do Empire Strikes Back, just because I personally relate to the characters a bit better. And right. I kind of have that. And I think that of... I crave more emotion, especially when I, it comes to movies. So when I get all this like huge emotion in a movie, like Empire has it, but not really. It's more towards the end. But like yeah. this entire film is just packed with, you know, the heaviest and emotions. I, I think for me too, having watched all of the Star Wars TV shows, especially with Clone Wars having come out when I was little. Yeah. Like, I feel like that really added on to this. One thing I noticed today was, today Return of the Jedi was just on TV and I had watched a little bit of it. After watching The Mandalorian, Return of the Jedi feels way different. Like in a good way? Yeah, like there's just so much more to it now that I'm like I mean, I I don't want to get too much into Mandalorian right now because we're going to do stuff on that eventually. Right. But just kind of the connection between the outside stuff and like I get the people who are like, well, you shouldn't have to watch extra stuff to understand the point of a movie. Like, if you do, it can have a totally different meaning than what it does on the face value. I agree. Okay, Hackett, thank you so much for doing this with me. It was just such a fun experience just to be able to watch this and talk about it. And I can't wait for our breakdown and review. Uh, If you want want some more of this commentary stuff, make sure you leave a voice message uh, on the Anchor website or you can DM me. 
with any movies you'd like me to do a commentary on. It could be a movie that I've already reviewed on the podcast, or it could be a totally different one. Um, I really actually enjoyed this. And it's like, there are a lot of other group watch things that um, yeah. we could do because Disney plus isn't the only one with group watch like um, voodoo and Google play and movies anywhere. I'll have one as well. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, if you guys liked it, please do that. Cause I mean, I think we'd both enjoy it, but it does take a lot of time. So it does. If and you yeah. guys respond positively, then we'll definitely try to do some more. Absolutely. All right. Again, from all of us here at the Quick Thoughts with Adam Productions, uh, it's me and Hackett, and we'll see you next week. Yep. All right.